MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. The NFL kicks off this week and get ready for the season with 32 NFL team previews from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL previews today. And speaking of football, the free roll fantasy contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 is up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Howdy ho, DeGenerios, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 202, dedicated to all the dogs out there that don't bite me. So the majority <laughs> of dogs that don't bite me. So I've only been bit by two dogs over the past five years or so. So majority of them don't bite me. So um, who I guess dogs chase, chase after foxes, and I am the fox of the show, Jeff Chalks Fox. Your chalky is better. And if you like chalky picks, oh boy, is this the episode for you? I went a little wild last episode. Um, where we broke down the prelims for UFC 279. I picked two underdogs, Canadian underdogs uh, even more so. So I really um, got a little wild with things. So if you are looking for your prelim picks, which you should, if you haven't listened to it, you definitely should listen to that. Uh, we break on all eight prelim fights, have some fun, talk about the contender series a little bit. Go back in episode 2901. This is 901. I did it again. I, I thought it, we were at 900 before we started. I'm about 700 episodes ahead of myself. 201 is the one where we do prelims. This is 202, the one where we're going to do the main card of UFC 279. This action-packed uh, pay-per-view. It's an amazing card uh, that Gumby can't wait to put his money down for. Gumby would be my co-host that I'm going to introduce right now. On Tuesdays, he's known as the Gumby God. It's Daniel Breland. That you didn't give me a ton of to work with I here, but I, but I will say you 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 asked me to defend this card. Yes. And, and I'm going to say this. For the UFC, they did a really good job of like throwing together a couple of extra fights that we care about. Yeah. Um, or or at least like even if you don't care about them, like because they like changed the division, which I'd argue even one of them might. Uh, but like they are at least going to be fun to watch, I think, because, you know, the Tony Ferguson Lee Jingliang fight. You, you might not have a lot of faith that Tony Ferguson at welterweight, but you at least enjoy watching Tony Ferguson fight and do weird shit. Um, Cause even when he lost to Michael Chandler and got kicked in the head, he looked fun in the first round. The first round was fun. Um, and the knockout was fun, depending on how much of a sick bastard you are. Uh, and then they added Kevin Howell and Daniel Rodriguez, which it, it's probably going to be the best smack talking inside a cage you've ever seen. So they added those two fights kind of last second, which is good. And, you know, like, I think they also, I, I think the Dawudo Arosa fight is kind of lately added too. So they did a good job of adding fights that are going to bring action. Yeah, no, that's true. But this is more of a ESPN or ABC uh, fight card than it is a, a pay-per-view. Uh, is there one fight on this that actually has um, title implications, like within the near future? 
other than Chimaev losing, that would have obviously um, negative uh, consequences for his title aspirations. But him winning doesn't really do anything different for his, his title aspirations at all. Is there? Oh, a- I, I disagree. Uh, what did what did uh, the guy who just won the title in that division? Who did he beat to get his title shot? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he yeah. beat Nate Diaz. So wh- yeah. whether or not Nate Diaz is an impressive win in terms of what you think about Nate Diaz. It is in terms of building the public perception around it. Because, like, you know, like this fight card or not, think it's worth the, you know, like $115 or whatever they, they charge you nowadays in the U.S. Uh, for a pay-per-view. Like, whether it's worth that or not to you, it's going to draw tons of casual fans because it's got Nate Diaz's name attached to it. That, that's a fact. So I, I think that does. I, I think Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez has – I wouldn't say immediate title implications, but one of those guys is going to quickly slot into the 170 rankings, right? Because, you know, Daniel Rodriguez coming off the three straight wins, uh, you know, like in, in looking good in all three of those wins. Kevin Holland, on the other hand, also coming off of since going down a division, two straight wins. Um, and he finished both Alex Oliveira and Tim Means. Not easy to do either of those things. So that could have some play. And I'll also say Irene Aldana. Uh, if she goes out and beats Maisie Chason, could catapult her pretty close to a title shot in the Bantamweight division, which has virtually no title challengers. That's true. You um, you may as well work for the UFC. All you have to do is throw some savages and, and stuff in there when you're talking mm-hmm. with people, and you sound just like Joe Rogan, right? Yeah, they just won't let me do it because I won't kiss Yanni's ass. <laughs> savages is there any savages on this card dan or any beasts or any uh, um i can't remember what else the, we, we were big on that back in the day i guess Joe killers not on no. killers. killers right yes yeah i would say ian kudalaba is something what whatever oh. he is not sure god um, and and also t- tony ferguson whether he's good anymore or not is definitely a savage <laughs> He's a savage weirdo. Yes. Um, yeah. The incredible Hulk, Jan Kudalaba is, yeah, he's, uh, he's an interesting fellow. Uh, <laughs> imagine him versus Marvin Vittori, which is something I've always thought. And they actually mentioned it on um, heavy hands podcast this week. Imagine if those two fought. Just two so, most, just so angry. angry. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't think it would make it to the cage. <laughs> probably possibly because it almost it almost didn't between kudalaba and in magomed Ankalaev, who is like a pretty chill yeah. dude <laughs> yep yep anyhow um we're gonna break down all of us so dan's actually broken down all the fights already for you we're actually gonna make picks for them um after i tell you about a few of our friends here like when thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time new customers who bet hundred dollars get a hundred dollar free bet it's perfect for kicking off the nfl season plus the WinBet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to 8000 bucks. When also has their first quarterback to throw five touchdowns bet in there right now. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough embed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Speaking of football, free roll football contests are live on sports at Sports Gambling Podcast. Free roll football contests are here. We have a college football contest with 1500 bucks up for grabs, an NFL contest with 5000 and a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas up for grabs. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. 
Now I'm cluing in why we have so many new people joining Discord. We're giving away things. I just just put those put those uh, two uh, facts together, but we are adding people by the second to our Discord. So get in there and talk some fights with us too in the fight channel. Um, we're also brought to you by Elias Sports Bureau. Football fans, the NFL regular season is finally here as week one kicks off and you get ready to place your bets or lock in your fantasy team. You need to check out the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB that has everything you need to get a competitive advantage. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL. The app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias key insights from the renowned research team. This app really is your one-stop source for player news and league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting fantasy lineups each week, and showing off your superior sports knowledge to your friends and coworkers. And new features are available all the time, like player injury analysis and player impact reports, which can be huge when it comes to betting and fantasy tournaments. The Elias Insights helps me know that my game strategy is backed by numbers, not just my intuition. So that's something you can take advantage of as well. NFL season is here, so don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. And right now, I have a special offer. When you subscribe, get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use my promo code SGPN. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN. All right, let's get into things. Of course, we got to start with light heavyweights because um, light heavyweights are usually wacky, and we got a couple of wacky ones here. Um, Johnny Walker versus Jan Kutalaba. Johnny Walker will break down first. He's 18 and 7, 15 knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. He's 4 and 4 in the UFC. He's lost two straight, and one. Of, he's only won one of his last five fights. Uh, he got knocked out his last fight. However, he was. Uh, have, did you see the news story that came out about him today, Dan? I I did not. <laughs> saying he he was accidentally dosing himself with THC, and he's allergic to it. So he's been having mental illness issues for years now. Is his story? Sure. Okay, so that's why he's so acting so funny, I guess, right? That's why he fights so tentatively now. So we're going to get back to the wild Johnny Walker now. Um, he was one in all the contender series. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. He used to fight at heavyweight because he's a very big boy. He's five inches taller than Kudalaba, and he's got seven inches of reach on him. So this sounds like a Jeff Fox special to me. Uh, um, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.67 strikes per minute. Plus 165 is the number on the once promising heavyweight light heavyweight excuse me a prospect all right let's take over to who's more angry young kudalaba or marvin vittori i think marvin vittori because i think a lot of kudalabas is like a show and i yeah, think like marvin's face and all that jazz yeah yeah like i think he's trying to psych somebody out whereas like vittori i, I don't i don't know what's going on with him <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about the hulk Kudalaba. At one point, it looked like he was just going to fight Magomed, Magomed and Kalaev endlessly, but he finally broke out of that. Uh, that I guess they only fought twice, but it seemed endlessly. Uh, he's 16, 7, and 1 with one no contest. He's got 12 knockouts, two submissions. Been knocked out twice, submitted three times. Won 3 and 1 over his last five fights. He lost his last fight via submission. He also used to fight a heavyweight. 2012, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He's a year younger than Walker, more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.42 strikes per minute. He also was a Sambo champion. Before all of this, minus 200 is a number on him. I tend to go first on the main card. I will be taking Jan Kudalaba. 
you cannot trust Johnny Walker anymore uh, now that he's over with uh, the SBG crew or seem to trying to make him fight like, tentatively and not put much volume out there and not be a wild man like he was before. And it is not working for him, whether he's dosing himself on THC or not. Um, and uh, Kudalaba, I'm hoping he, he leans on the wrestling because I, I think he definitely can out-wrestle Johnny Walker. Um, probably the smart thing to do since he's going to be pretty um, grossly outsized here in terms of height and reach. So uh, give me the chalk money, of course course on Kuta Laba. Yeah, I, I'm with you on this one. And, you know, I know you badmouth Johnny Walker in moving over to SGP and and I won't yeah. I, I won't change that outlook, but I'll also just say this. I think Jan Kutalaba beats him even in his old version of himself. Um because like even the okay. old version of Johnny Walker before he moved over there had trouble with takedown defense. Right? Like he he lost yeah. to Nikita Krylov before he moved over there because Nikita Krylov could take him down almost at will. And and I actually think that at least from a wrestling standpoint, maybe not from like a jujitsu or a, you know, a ground and pound standpoint, but just from a wrestling standpoint, I think Kudalaba's better. Um, and the fact that Johnny Walker is going to have like a huge height advantage, it, it might just make it easier for Kudalaba to get in on his legs. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Kudalaba here. I wouldn't say I'm super confident because Kudalaba is like, you know, also done some pretty dumb things and got himself <laughs> yeah. caught or tired out before. And it's light heavyweight. So who the hell knows what Johnny Walker could come out and look like the world beater. Everybody thought he was, you know, six years ago or whatever. Um, but like, yeah, no, I, I'm going Kudalaba here. Yeah. These are two of the, two of the more wackier uh, light heavyweights. So um, hard to really trust other man. Uh, what are the odds that Kudalaba comes out? painted like the hulk for uh for the the ceremonial weigh-ins are they still are they still letting him do that actually i guess i guess it's been a long time since he's done that is hasn't it been no i i think he might have done it with the last one or the one but oh yeah like i, I don't i don't know how how much they're going to allow him to keep doing that so uh <laughs> I, i'll say he most likely does but i'm only gonna mark it at like negative 150 so go okay. ahead and take your odds on that all right. Well, what's the Yanni take? And then we'll know what side, <laughs> side, to, side to be on. I'll have to, I'll have to ask him. You know, it's weird. Yeah. He's taking the over, which I didn't even think was part of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he, he took the over. Yes, exactly. One and a half rounds. Um, all right. Let's move on to the ladies. Women's Bantam weights. Irene or Irene. Is it Irene or Irene? Or is it it's, Ar- it's Irene Aldana. All right. I, I know her last name for crying out. Irene Aldana um, versus Macy Chisson. I'll say it French, even though well, I guess she could be French. She's just not from France or from French French Canada. Um, she is gonna, from a French part of the world. Well, that's true. She's from. Um, is she from? Is she from New Orleans? New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, she's from New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> New Orleans. Yes. All right. I'm going to tell you about her first, which means she's the underdog. She's eight and two. Two knockouts, two submissions. She's been submitted at one time. So anytime she's been stopped in 10 fights, six and two in the UFC three, she's won three of her last four, which also means she won three of her first four. Imagine that um, won her last fight. She's fight at featherweight. Uh, she has missed weight before uh, for fights. She was two and all in the ultimate fighter and the champion of the show. She was on, she's two inches taller than Aldana, four inches reach three years younger. She's outstruck her UFC opponents by 1.14 strikes per minute. Uh, she's at plus 150. Uh, Aldana, last name, uh, not last name, nickname Robles, which means? Well, I, I think, isn't that her 
her mom's maiden name. Is it okay? It, it also is an oak tree. Yeah, I'm, I, I think it's tree, also yes. her mom's maiden name, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Very. So her mother, mother was a tree, in a, or her, her relatives were a tree? Correct. That's yes, I believe, I believe that's right? obvious, yes. Okay, yes, obviously. All right, Um, an oak tree, to be exact. She's 13 and 6, this this version of the oak tree, Irene. Uh, seven knockouts, three submissions. She's been knocked out twice. Six and four in the UFC. Three, uh, three and one over her last four. Won her last fight via TKO. That was back in July of 2021, though, so she's been out of action for over a year. She has missed weight twice in uh, in the past. She was 4-1 in Invicta. She's been a pro fighter since 2012. She's one and a half times more active landing strikes than Chaison. She's been outstruck uh, in the UFC by 0.33 strikes per minute. Minus 180 is the number on her. Over to my my buddy here, Dan. I'm going to take it, Rini Aldana. I, I really do like Macy Chaison. I, I think this is just too big of a step up for her. Um, you know, like the only people so far who have beaten Irene Aldana are people who are, first of all, the very top of the division, right? Raquel Pennington, uh, Holly Holm, and they largely did it with like grappling and still, you know, with uh, Holly Holmes was pretty one-sided, but like the Raquel Pennington one was still kind of a questionable decision in, in that she did get some grappling going, but not a ton. Uh, and outside of that, like uh, Aldana is blasting people. She's a better striker than everybody. She's got huge knockout power and, and chase on like, I'm not sure she'll have the entries. Like she, she had a bunch of takedowns against Norma Dumont, but like her, her takedown game hasn't always looked great in the past. Um, and, and like her submission defense, isn't great when she's shooting takedowns either. She leaves herself open to be punched when with takedowns. I think this is kind of clearly an Irene Aldana fight. I think she'll probably just absolutely lay into Macy Chason with strikes uh, whenever she wants. And it should be, uh, I'd say, an easy night at the office for Aldana. Yeah, I did waffle on this one at first because um, Chason has looked good recently. But then, you know, diving more into it and thinking more about it, it's the, basically comes down to the power. Aldana just hits way too hard. Chason does not have, have the power. Um, and she hasn't fought, she, oh, she hasn't beaten anyone at, at the same level um, or even close to the level that Aldana's on. And, and like you said, Aldana basically only leads to the um, to the top of the division, um, more or less. So let's go with Aldana. The, the weight thing is an issue because she has struggled. Even her last fight, she missed weight her last fight as well. So, um, and that's not usually conducive to winning um, statistically. It's, uh, you would think uh, people who miss weight would actually win fights, but they actually don't more off than not. So, but anyhow, I'm going against all that. I am taking Aldana as well in this fight. Um, I'm also going to tell you all about FUBU TV. If you watch football, you need FUBU TV. FUBU TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football, American style football with NFL red zone plus games in 4k at no extra charge over hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices. and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FUBU TV free for seven days and get 15, 15%, 15%, 15, 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBUTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. And we're brought to you by PromoGuy.us. For all you sports bettors out there, I want to tell you about the best new way to increase your bankroll. It's called PromoGuy.us. 
at promoguide.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports books in the country. We're talking $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odds boosts, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business, plus tons of free picks as well. Promoguide.us is the ultimate guide to betting smart. Once again, that's promoguide.us. And finally, now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. Probably already have a fantasy league on there. The SGPN guy, gang use it for theirs. It's a game changer product like anything else in the industry. Now you can win on Sleeper by playing the new over-under game. Uh, they have the over-unders integrated right into fantasy. It's the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. For example, Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback, just like Gumby. And not only do you think you are going to win your fantasy matchup this week, but you are also confident that Mahomes is going to hit his over 250 passing yards blind. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. For any reason, I'm excited about over or under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 800 bucks. promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Moving on to uh, the second catchweight fight on the card. This one is at 180 pounds. Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, I'm going to tell you about Mr. D-Rod Rodriguez first. He's 16-2, eight knockouts, four submissions, never been finished in a fight. He's very sneakily six and one in the UFC. That's not something a lot of people would uh, would have guessed, but he is six and one in the UFC, including winning three straight fights heading into this. He's not fought since August of last year, 2021. He's 1-0 in the Contender Series. He was a regional champ, 1-0 in Bellator, used to fight at lightweight, 1-0 as a pro boxer. I was 1-1, yes, as a pro boxer. He's twice more active landing strikes in Holland. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 2.68 strikes per minute. Grappin stats are in his favor as well, plus 160. Kevin Holland, Trailblazer, 23 and 7 with one no contest, 13 knockouts, six submissions, 10 and 4 in the UFC with one no contest. He's won two straight fights. Uh, he's on, however, he's gone 2 2 with two and 2 with one no contest over his last five. One no in the contender series, one no in Bellator, was a regional champ two times over. Two and one is pro kickboxer. He's two inches taller than Rodriguez, seven inches of reach on him, six years younger than him. He outstrikes his UFC opponents from 1.49 strikes per minute. Minus 195 is the number on him. It's another one that was difficult for me to pick. I have a feeling, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like Dan's going to go dog here. I am not, because I I hardly ever go dog unless I really find a good reason to go dog. I'm going to go Kevin Holland. He's way, like, seven inches reach is huge. Uh, six years younger than uh, Rodriguez is huge, too. Yet he's got way more experience. Rodriguez is a late comer to the game. It is hard to pick against D-Rod. Um, he has, like I said, 6-1 in the UFC. He's He's been going really well. And Holland, you never, you don't always know what you're going to get with him. Uh, hoping the best version of him uh, comes out. And he's a bit of a bully with the size advantage in this fight. Um, so let's go Kevin Holland. Am I right, Dan? Are you going Rodriguez? You're right. I'm going Rodriguez. I also wanted to share with you because you, you mentioned that Rodriguez won on Contender Series all that time ago. Do you know? Uh, so he was on yeah. back back in 2019. He was on week six of Contender Series, uh, a week where the UFC gave away four contracts, which was, you know, maybe not the norm uh, 
uh, back in 2019, although now it's all too common. You know who the only winner was who didn't get a contract on that show? Daniel Rodriguez. Daniel Rodriguez. Daniel Rodriguez didn't get the contract. That's right. Uh, Alexa Kamer got a contract. Uh, you know, hasn't really panned out well. Alon Cruz, I think, is already fired by the UFC. Uh, Rodrigo Nascimento got a contract. Um, is he gone out of the UFC? No, he's got a fight coming up with Tanner Boser in a week. Um, and then yeah. Tracy Cortez, too, uh, who obviously yeah. has stuck around and done pretty well. But um, I digress. You're, you're right. I'm taking Daniel Rodriguez. Here's the thing is you're right. Kevin Holland's got the reach. Kevin Holland's got the power. Ke- Kevin, Kevin Holland's got a whole lot of things. But the thing about Kevin Holland since coming back to welterweight is he hasn't really fought anybody who can threaten him with wrestling, right? Like Cowboy Oliveira and Tim Means, kind of shitty wrestlers, right? Like not great ones. I, I know Tim Means wrestled in high school and I think he coaches high school wrestling now, but like not wrestlers per se, right? Um, and yet both of them took Kevin Holland down more than once. Um, so like that to me is already an alarm because Daniel Rodriguez, despite the fact that he hasn't used it lately, does have some really exceptional wrestling. Um, we saw it back in that contender series about all that time ago, but he's also like sprinkled it in here or there, either defensively or offensively. I could definitely see him using it here just to like soften up Kevin Holland into being more gun shy. Um, and the other thing is that like Daniel Rodriguez takes a hit extremely well. It's so hard to put this dude away with strikes as like, uh, who is it that, that hit him in, it was it Dwight Grant, I think hit him and kind of stunned him. And like, he was like, that's cute. And he walked through that strike and then proceeded to finish the fight himself. Like 10 seconds later, like Daniel Rodriguez is just so powerful with his own strikes. He's so, he's got such a good chin and he can mix in the wrestling. So, yeah, I, I do like him here. I'm not going to say, you know, like he's he's going to be a, a pick I'm super confident on. But, like, I, I just can't see paying that price for Kevin Holland here in this spot. Yeah, it's it's this is a difficult uh, fight to to call for me. I'm going Holland, but not not one of my recommended plays. Um, none, nonetheless. Um, all right. We got a couple of welterweight squash matches. Dan's going to tell me this next one is not a squash match, but I guess we'll have to wait and see if it is or not. We'll, 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 we'll know when the fight's over, whether it was a squash match or not. But we're ending things off with a couple of welterweight fights. Lee Jingliang versus Tony Ferguson. I didn't realize Dan was such a Tony Ferguson stand, but it has come out the past couple episodes, that um, past three episodes or so, that he really is into El Kuke. The boogeyman, Tony Ferguson. El Kukui. El Kukui, that's right. He's only been in the UFC for, what, 20 fights? And I call him uh, the the cookie monster man. The cookie. El El Cookie. cookie. (laughs) Well, now we've got a title for the episode. See how how I do things? El Cookie. Brilliant. All right. Um, He is the boogeyman. We had the monster last episode, and now we have have, uh, the cookie boogeyman. He is... 25 and 7, 12 knockouts, 8 submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. 15 and 5 in the UFC. He's lost four straight fights. He's not won a fight since June of 2019. He was the interim champion way back when. Uh, at, that was at lightweight. He's primarily fought at lightweight. Has he fought at welterweight before? He must have, right? When he was on top, was he welterweight? Um, yes. Uh, let me think <laughs> okay. about that. I, I think he was at welter, but also didn't he fight recently at welterweight in another like random ass fight? Wasn't the Cerrone fight at welterweight? Yeah, that, that probably sounds right. Yeah. Or, or the um, Anthony Pettis fight, maybe one of those. 
he he was in the Ultimate Fighter, like I said, he was three and zero in the Ultimate Fighter and the champion there. Also was a regional champion. 2008 was his pro MMA debut. He's got five inches reach on the leech, uh, striking and active striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.31 strikes per minute in the UFC. Grappling stats as well are in his favor, plus 255 on him. Uh, Li Jin Leong, the leech, 19 and 7, 10 knockouts, four submissions. He's been submitted twice, 11 and 5 in the UFC. He's got a loss win, a loss over his last four fights, won his last fight via TKO. Uh, was the legend uh, champion before the UFC. 2007, he's been a pro fighter since. He also is a grappling champion, or was. He's got an inch of height on Ferguson, four years younger than him. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.73 strikes per minute. Minus 325 is the number on him. Go ahead. Yeah, so Tony Ferguson did win the Ultimate Fighter at 170 pounds. You were correct about that. He beat yes. uh, his last fight in the house. He beat Cold Steel Chuck O'Neill. Do you remember Cold Steel Chuck O'Neill? I remember the name, but he's now a regional tag team champion in a professional wrestling promotion, along with my RA from college, um, which is kind no of a, way. Yeah, it's fun. That's yeah, crazy. my RA from college now wrestles under the nickname the American Sumo, uh, which is pretty yeah, great. Nice. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Um, with that being said, you, I, I do take umbrage uh, with you calling this a squash <laughs> match. Um yep. But at the end Pick of the day, Ferguson, I, go ahead. But Come no, on. I'm picking Lee Jingliang. Uh, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, this, I think there are so many winnable fights for Tony Ferguson down at lightweight. You know, like he was tied to a fight with um, Dan Hooker for a really long time, which I think ultimately went to Claudio Puelish, which I also love. Um, but like you, you, you pair him with somebody like that, or maybe somebody like Brad Riddell, or you, you know, you, you pair him with somebody, you know, on that edge of that top, like a Drew Dober or something like that. I think Tony Ferguson still beats a lot of those dudes because, you know, as we saw in that Michael Chandler fight, yes, he got kicked to the face and, and knocked out, but he won round one against him. He tagged Michael Chandler. The sub skills are still there. But, like, he, he's lost on the tippy top of the division in his last four fights, and he's taken kind of a beating in doing so. So, like, he needs a rebound fight. And in moving up a weight class wasn't the way to do that, especially because the problem is, is like, getting hit hard is bad for his brain right now. And he's yep. fighting a guy who's up a weight class who hits hard. That clearly isn't going to help. And in addition to that, like, one of the things we've noticed being kind of a an issue for him as of late, and I'm not saying for his whole career, but as of late, is – good grapplers have been taking him down, right? Charles Oliveira got him down a bunch of times and just held him down. Benil Dariush took him down a bunch of times and held him down. Even Michael Chandler took him down in that first round. So like there are a bunch of guys, even Donald Cerrone took him back down. If you want to go back in Legion Leong, while not a good defensive grappler is a good offensive grappler is a good wrestler. So I'm worried that even if Tony Ferguson is getting stuff going, he's going to get out wrestled by a bigger, stronger dude. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going Lee Jingliang here. I don't love it. I'm not happy about it, but, uh, that is what I'm doing. No, this fight's going to go the way fights always go with fighters who stick around too long. He, he's going to look good and we're going to be like, oh, he looks good. And then he's going to get knocked out just like last fight. And then Dana White's going to talk about how he wants him to retire. <laughs> yes. That's generally how it goes for any fighter who sticks around too long. Um, probably what'll happen. Does Frank, Frankie Edgar have a fight book yet? But I don't know. Do 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 you think Tony Ferguson will run for Senate? Oh, uh, hopefully. <laughs> we can we can only hope. Um, 
All right. Um, I'm taking the leech as well. Like we don't really think of him as as a knockout guy. But Ten knockouts in nineteen fights. So well, um, and, and he, you know, it's funny you said that because you said that on the last show. You you said he's a yeah. knockout guy, and I was like, ah, I don't think so. And like you you said, then you read off the number ten knockouts and or eight knockouts and uh, however whatever number you ten just and said. nineteen. Ten and nineteen, which is good, but also his last four wins are all knockouts. Yeah. He knocked out Solikov, Ponzinibbio, Zaleski dos Santos, and Zawada. All three of his last three wins are by knockout. So like, you know that that's worth noting right there. Yeah, yeah, this isn't a good matchup at all for Ferguson, um, especially up away class too. So yeah, um, Jing Liang is the pick here. Probably a pretty good number too on him. Uh, this fight, not such a good number. You, our welterweight main event for all the whatever. It's not even for a fake made up belt. The UFC didn't even make up a belt for this. Uh, Kamzat Shemaya versus Nate Diaz. Some people call him Nathan. Some people call him Nate. Uh, he's 20 and Diaz is 20 and 13, five knockouts, 11 submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once 15, and 11 in the UFC. He's lost two straight. He's won one of his last four. He's not fought since June of 2021. He used to fight at lightweight. He has missed weight before in the past. He was three and all in the ultimate fighter and the champion there he was three and one WEC WC never die and one and all in strike force 2004. He's been a pro MMA fighter since he's got an inch reach on Chimaev. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.78 strikes per minute. Despite all the fanboys and fangirls putting the money down, it's he's still at plus 675. So they haven't been moving the line. Or maybe they have. And that, that's all they can move it at this point. Um, Chimaev, Boars is his nickname. Do we ever figure out what Boars is, Dan? I don't know what it is personally. No. All right. If Dan doesn't know, then no one knows what it is. He is the nickname guru. Whisperer. 11 and 0, Chimaev is six knockouts, four submissions. He's won five straight in the UFC. We went five and 0 in the UFC. That would mean used to. He kind of bounces around between welterweight and middleweight. Uh, was a wrestling a champion before all this. Uh, amateur wrestling, not the kind Dan was talking about earlier. He's got two inches of height on Diaz. <laughs> he's nine years younger than him. He's 1.7 times more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by an amazing 3.59 strikes per minute. Wrapping stats in his favor as well. Minus. 1110 have we had a, a number that large that we've broken down since we've started doing this show not that i can remember um but but i mean like he's the pick right like it yep. it's he's, not yeah. even Do we don't it, need any analysis do we i mean like people expect it i guess we better give him some well, well and and i don't need we, we don't need to do like groundbreaking analysis here right like we, we know that nate diaz's path to victory is to basically you know survive early uh use his superior cardio and do what he did to leon edwards right at the end of a fight um because yes. chamayev is is not particularly a great striker as we learned with the gilbert burns thing so like as long as nate diaz doesn't get tko'd or doesn't get his face turned into hamburger early who knows what he could do late in a fight and, and granted i'm not picking him to do that thing uh, but I will say, you know, like all kinds of like interesting props dependent on what you're into. So rather than us sitting here and, and analyzing whether or not you think Chimaev is going to win and, and whether or not negative 1150 is even drastic enough, I, I'm going to give you the three numbers for Kamzat Chimaev by every opposite, uh, or every possible outcome. You tell me which one you like best, uh, Kam- Kamzat Chimaev by decision is plus 550. Kamzat Chemaev by submission is plus 225. Kamzat Chemaev by TKO or KO, negative 150. Yeah, the chalky one obviously is the one I like best. 
Yeah, I, I think I like before KO. Before I even G- heard it. You you, uh, you you were thinking KO even beforehand? Yeah. yeah. You like ground so, and pan. Yeah, I, and I think that that's true too, but th- th- part of me just wonders if Kamza is going to go in there and want to prove a point with Nate Diaz, right? Like with it, with it being Nate Diaz and knowing that like, you know, like, like we talked about uh, on yesterday's show, like a win or maybe that was earlier in today's show. I can't remember anymore. Um, Like a win over Nate Diaz means something for some ungodly reason. And like a submission win over Nate Diaz means a lot, right? Cause Nate Diaz just yep. doesn't get subbed like that. So like, Maybe he tries to sub him, which makes it kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, like if you're looking for a way to bet this fight and to make it like a little bit interesting for you, like that, that would be the path I'd tell you to look for is to like, look for which of those three props you're into. I wouldn't recommend decision, but you know, like, uh, you know, submission or KO both have, you know, not terrible numbers. And then the round props are all plus money and kind of interesting. So, you know, dabble in those. Um, Nate Diaz has been submitted one time. Do you know who submitted him, Dan? Nate Diaz has been submitted one time. I don't. Was it? Hang on. You got. So you got to give me clues here. So was okay. Was it in the UFC? No. Was it in an organization that either uh, the UFC was owning or would come to own in the future? Yes. Okay, so it was either in Strike Force or De- oh, it was um, it was when he was in WEC and he got subbed by Herbie's Franca. Wow, look at this guy. <laughs> yeah. Unless unless the intern helped you, yes. Herbie's Franca <laughs> no, arm, no, no, no. armbar, the only armbar. person who, yeah, WEC twenty four October twelfth two thousand and six for the WEC lightweight championship. So there you go. Because he only fought in the championship fight. Imagine that. Because he only lost. He only fought in WEC like four four times three or four times right and then there's the one fight in strike force yeah one fight in strike force four in wec that was his only loss in wec nice nice yeah hermes yes. franca there you go there you go um all right so we broke down that car we're going to give you our fancy place after i tell you about run your pool Run your pool is home of competition bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete connect and make every game matter more run your pool offers every game type under the sun from pick em and survivor to fantasy pools it's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with RYP, that will be Run Your Bull, to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor contest. Hop in now to receive, reserve your spot. You win five if you win, if you beat me, if I'm in it, $500 cash and $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/store if you want to see what kind of swag you can get. Um, Definitely check out the MMA Gambling Podcast swag while you're in there. So if you win this contest, 500 bucks plus $250 to our store. How do you get in? You may wonder. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That would be play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. And finally, I'm going to tell you about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is the place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Okay, we're doing our recommended plays here. The, the plays where we tell you to, to spend your money, we're going to spend a 
imaginary hundred dollars on our picks. Dan's going to get crazy with his picks. I'm going to be reserved with my picks. I have a better track record over the year, just so you know. I'm the one who's up money. Dan is not. Ask him how he's doing in his last three weeks. Uh, I did good. You just you just beat me though, so I have to um have to keep you. Basically, this is our disclaimer uh, before Dan goes wild with his picks because he was he was hinting at props and parlays again this week. So because he he won last week, so now he's he's feeling uh, feeling uh, feeling himself. So all right, we'll let you go first. I had an 83% return on investment last week for for those of you <laughs> one week. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so I did get, uh, I got a, uh, one money line play and, and a few props in a parlay that I'm, I'm going to work in. So th- you kind of alluded to it when we were talking before about how I, I don't really like any of these money lines here, you know, like the Lee Jingliang fight, I, I like him to win, but I think negative 300 is crazy inflated. Um, you know, you could, yeah, I could say the same thing about Kudalaba, like that fight's going to be weird as hell. I don't like that one. Jelton Ameda is like a freaking 900 to one favorite. Uh, the only money line one that I felt really good about was Chad and Helliger. Um, we broke down Chad and Helliger on the prelims. I think he's way better than Haile Alatang. And to get him at, what, what did we quote? Plus 150? Plus 140. Plus 140. Yeah. So at plus 140, I, I like him quite a bit there. So I'm going to take Chad and Helliger. I'm going to put 30 bucks on Chad and Helliger. All right. 30 bucks on Chad and Helliger, my Canadian brethren. All right. I'm going big. 50 bucks right out of the bat on uh, the leech. I know it's a bad number, but. He's going to beat Tony Ferguson. And I give up winning picks. So half of my bankroll is going on the leech. He better come through. All right. So now I'm going to give you uh, my, my favorite uh, small prop that I'm just going to squeeze in here just a little tiny bit. Uh, I'm going to take just $10 uh, and I'm going to put it on uh, Huggy Bear to win by knockout. You can get that at plus 650 right now. Um, I'll, I'll take 10 bucks oh and, and take, a, take a stab at him getting a 650 knockout. He's going for broke this week. He's got to catch up to me, so he's feeling the pressure. All right. Um, where, what's my next chalky pick? Um, give me twenty-five on Irene Aldana money line over uh, Macy Chisson. Minus one thirty. I want minus one eighty. Okay. Um, and then for me, uh, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to do one more little prop here that I'm, I'm pretty happy about. Um, I'm going to take Jelton Almeida by knockout. Um, and I know that he likes to get it done with submissions, but if you look back at his record, um, pretty much anytime he's fought somebody with good sub skills, he is very happy to just go in there and drop ground and pound until he wins. Um, which he, he did, you, you might remember he did with Danilo Marquez, uh, who's got good grappling skills. Um, and, and if you go back in, in his time uh, in, in some other organizations, he fought a guy named Leonardo Vasconcelos. Same thing, kind of a guy who's got some decent ground skills, went in there and beat him up on the mat. Um, and, and, you know, like time and time again, you can go back across his record. He runs into a good jujitsu guy. He's not afraid to just win by ground and pound and not to, like, force a submission. I think he's going to do that with Turkelly. Turkelly has got decent jujitsu. I don't think he's better or he's going to give him any trouble on the ground, but he might just be good enough that he doesn't get subbed in like a dumb way. So Jelton Almeida by KO is actually plus 300 right now, depending on the book you're looking at. So I'll take 10 bucks on him to win by knockout here. All right. He's going boomer bust this week. Uh, my final, I think it'll be my final pick. 
Um, bum, 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 bum. Hakeem Dawadu, minus 230, money line. All right. Well, it's perfect that you uh, ended on Irene and Hakeem because uh, that's actually the, the parlay. That that's actually the parlay I put together uh, for this week. I, Irene and Hakeem is the for me it's the perfect parlay because like you know like of all of the numbers in there, those ones are low. I feel pretty good about him. Um, and, and like at the end of the day, like you know could could those ones burn me? Sure, they could burn me. But if you you pair, you said negative one eighty and negative two thirty are the two numbers you gave. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yep. And, and so if you put those two together, that gives you plus 123. Um, so I'm going to take my last 50 bucks and I'm going to put it on them at plus 123. Oh, my goodness. Gumby is really going for it this week. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, how far behind are you on uh, behind me? Are you on these? He is a couple hundred bucks. 185 bucks so this could be it this could be the yeah week well and, 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 for, and for me i i said an sgpn mma record last weekend with an 83 percent return on investment yep. on a fight card so i you know <laughs> i gotta beat that now I, i'm yep. playing myself it's like i'm trying to set the high score on pac-man yep it is it is true all right uh we'll, we'll recap gumby's picks uh 30 bucks chad and helliger 10 bucks huggy bear barnett be a knockout 10 bucks gelatin Almeida or Jonathan Jr. via knockout. And then $50 parlay, Irene Aldana and Hakeem Dawadu will be uh, his final pick. For me, Jeff Chalks Fox, 50 bucks on the leech, Li Jing Liang, money line, 25 bucks. Uh, Irene Aldana, money line, 25 bucks. Hakeem Dawadu, money line. And now for our Hungry Man John Superfan parlay. So uh, this one, I'm going a little bit big on this one, too, this week. I like a pair of knockout props here we're going to put together. Last week, I went a pair of decision props. This week, I'm going a pair of knockout props. Irene Aldana has won both of her last two victories via knockout. Who's to say she can't go in there and knock out Macy Chason? Uh, Not me. I'm not somebody who can't say that. Uh, Her knockout prop right now is plus 375, which seems wrong to me like that doesn't seem like it belongs in there um so like you know that that's a stab that if you're gonna put together a big massive parlay like this you might want to start with um and and then i'm gonna pair it with johan lineace's ko prop too me and you talked about last show about how we thought he has tremendous knockout power how weeks has got kind of like a a flawed striking defense his knockout prop is plus 235. So if you pair those two together, you're going to get right around plus 1,500. So you get about 15 to oh, 1 on those two. Oh, 15. We haven't had a huge one for a while. You've been right around the plus 10, uh, 10 times money for the past few weeks. You've gone big this week. I believe in it. You Well, that's that's the key. He believes in it. All right. So Aldana, knockout. Line AC, knockout. Everyone run out and put your money down on that. All right. That concludes episode i want to say 902 but it was 202 of our podcast thank you for listening um get in the discord and chat with us on saturday while the fights are going on chat with us leading up to the fights chat with us after the fights we're always in there chatting um follow us on twitter sgpn mma is the main feed uh, my feed is jeff fox writer dan's is gumby Vreeland. read all our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com we'll have a props article from dan a predictions uh, all my picks for every fight on uh, this card is already posted there and i will have a, a DraftKings slash dfs article up there on thursday as well and if you want to enter a pick contest and read other great writing by me it's moneymma.substack.com you want to take us home again dan we'll be back sure, on I, sunday 
Sure, I, I, I can take it home again. I'm Dana Gooby Freeland. He's D-Rod Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Sunday.